BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A decade of dominance in girls swimming. Michael Admire has more from Ames. What's going on? Why no sound? I can't hear it. Great to see sportsmanship. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. What the is going on? Where is that coming from? Is that up there? Where's the hammering coming from? Stop the, stop the hammering. Somebody go up there and stop that hammering. Call f***ing Ed Wilson if you have to. Stop the hammering. Uh, John, you may want to stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Cue. Sound off is next. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. Why the hammer? We got football to talk about. Let's just move on. Get past that. 515-282-9010 to sound off now. The hot topic... What a game! Penn State and Iowa played in the final second with the Nittany Lions scoring a clutch touchdown with no time on the clock. A heartbreaking loss for the Hawkeyes, but what an effort. Penn State had Iowa outmanned, but the Hawkeyes fought hard. What do you take away from this game? 515-282-9010. Let's sound off. Nice hat. Hmm? When watching the first few series of Penn State, Iowa, you may have thought the Hawkeyes are seriously outgunned. This may not be close. And statistically, it wasn't. Penn State gained more than twice as many yards, ran more than twice as many plays, and dang nearly lost. Iowa hung in with energy, effort, and schemes. The Hawks had the best defensive player on the field. Josie Jewell recovered a fumble, picked a pass, and tackled everyone this side of Joe Paterno's statue. But Penn State had the best player on the field, period. Saquon Barkley looked like an NFL player dropped into a high school game. Man, is he great. 358 total yards and several Heisman moments. He may not win the trophy, but I don't expect to see a better college football player this season. Akram Wadley won't be the second best back in many games. Wadley started slowly, but once Iowa combined imaginative play calling with clutch execution, Wadley found space and the Hawks took a late lead. Penn State had to go 80 yards in 96 seconds 
and needed every one of them. Fourth and goal, final play. Penn State's Trace McSorley threads the needle. He threw that football into a dollhouse-sized window. So close. Jubilation for the Lions, heartbreak for the Hawks. The Hawkeye fans sat there stunned, spent, sad. But that was a fantastic football game. And even at 95 bucks, no one wanted a refund. Seems like money well spent, right? Well, the talk all this week wasn't about the game, but rather that the game was not sold out. 4,000 tickets short of a full stadium. You couldn't tell on TV, incredible atmosphere. So why wasn't it sold out? For one, price. $101 per ticket. That's a lot. I can't remember a regular season Iowa game costing more. Couple that with the convenience of staying at home. And let's be honest, many fans did not think Iowa had a shot to win, so they stay away. Now, regret. When the news of the no sellout was announced, it was like a feeding frenzy for Cyclone fans. You can't sell out a home game against a top five team? That is weak. Your fan base is a joke. Blood in the water. And I'm cool with that. Trash talk, whatever, it's sports, it's a rivalry. But just remember, if you're gonna talk trash, make sure you're up to date on your own team's history. ISU has a proud fan base, loyal, one of the best in the country. Through tough times, fans show up, but not all the time. Take last season, first year of the Matt Campbell era. Excitement, let's get behind our new guy. Zero sellouts. In fact, the Cyclones hosted two top 15 teams, Oklahoma and Baylor over 10,000 empty seats per game. But John, we're talking top five teams, the big games. Okay, 2015, Iowa State hosted two top five teams, TCU and Oklahoma State, over 16,000 empty seats combined. Heck, the biggest win in Iowa State history that blew up the BCS in 2011, number two Okie State, was not a sellout. Over 4,000 unsold tickets, sounds familiar. Bottom line is this, both the Hawkeyes and Cyclones have great fan bases, passionate fans, sellout or not. But both also have fair weather fans. Many of those fans regret missing out on the instant classic we saw last night. I heard from some of those fans who said they sure wish they had spent that money. But oh, yeah. uh, John, I do, for me, uh, as just a fan of football, the, the thing that discourages me from going to a game the most is how comfortable and convenient it is at home. As you saw from one of those pictures, the man cave. You oh, get yeah. those seats that recline, the 60-inch television screen. HD 4K. Walk to the fridge and grab a beer Oof. that's, what, you got 24-pack in the fridge that normally costs 8 bucks a pop for a can at the stadium? I mean, it's, it's hard to go to a game when you have so many good things at your house. No line at my bathroom either, unless all the kids are home. <laughs> uh, let's start with Grant in Ames. Grant, what did you think of the Iowa-Penn State game that came down to the final play? Grant, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just wondering, is this game going to hurt or help Iowa in the long run for a bowl game? Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt them at all. Uh, they came in as a 12-point underdog, and, I, and everyone's picking Penn State. They took them down to the wire. They had a chance to win. I mean, Amani Hooker was two inches away from tipping that ball on the final pass. Now, they win this. It certainly boosts up their bowl projection a lot. But I don't think it's going to hurt them as long as they take care of business against teams they should beat in the rest of the season. Iowa lost, and I think most Hawkeye fans feel better about their football mm -hmm. team, John. I feel like they believe that Penn State is as good as advertised and that Iowa found a way to hang in there because 
you look at the stats, and Penn State should have won this game going away, but the Hawks just kept yeah. grinding. Uh, Randy in West Des Moines. Randy, your takeaway. You know, I, they actually, the Hawks proved that they could hang with the big boys. Yes, it is sad that they lost, but they are a young team. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm so proud of them. They're excellent. I just, I look, I look for a lot, a lot of big things in the Big Ten from them. I'm out. And one of the main things I was impressed with was the defensive line for Iowa. In those first couple games, they had trouble getting to Jacob Park. They even had a little trouble getting to the North Texas quarterback. But they, they pressured McSorley. They sacked him four times. A.J. Epinesa needs more snaps. This is becoming more and more apparent. He is in the backfield on every play. Anthony Nelson, the pride of Waukee, two sacks last night. The D-line was huge. And, of course, Josie Jewell, man, that guy was all over the place. Uh, Penn State may not face a better linebacker than him. Oh, man, and there were a couple of times uh, he got the best of Barkley, but there were times that he got Barkley, oh. too. It was, a, it was so much fun to that watch. That should be a shirt. Things. He got Barkleyed. I mean, that, that's, yeah, that, that guy is ridiculous. That was, like, that was where you could see who the two first-team All-Americans were. Yeah. It was easy to see who they were. Uh, Curtis is in Newton. Curtis, your thoughts on this classic game. That's two classics we've seen Iowa play in so far this year, one in Ames, one in Iowa City. I thought the Hawkeyes did a, a super job, but I was a little troubled with some of the coaching. Uh, I felt that they all week long, we everybody knew about 26. And, you know, the running backs, look out for him. But yet, if they would have just assigned somebody to, the whole game, just stay with him. I mean, just as if he was going to get the ball every play, which basically he did. Well, John, that's what you called for is a spy. <laughs> spy on him, yeah, uh, I wanted it. Would it matter? I don't know. I, I thought the coaches did a good job of keeping Iowa in this game. He's 230 pounds. He runs a 4-3-40. No linebacker in the country can hang with him. It's time for lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice judges, and we have a first tonight. David and Catherine a first. say that Hurricane Irma looks like the Tiger Hawk logo. Do you see it at all there, John? I'm, I'm looking. I, I, I kind of see it a little bit. What does Old Spice think? You better keep he looking, John. Uh, Ryan Wood says Iowa State quarterback Jacob Park looks like <laughs> Nicolas Cage in Con Air. Old Spice. Put the money back in the box. <laughs> Put the money back in the box. That's definitely a match. Man, Put the good. money back in the box. Guys. We can say that we are the very best in America. Just leave it at that, though. Do not ask questions. Don't pry for details. Just we're number one. All right? It's what's bugging Andy next. Follow us on Twitter, it's at SoundOff13. James writes, first time I've cried after a loss since Iowa lost to UNLV in 84. My son's birthday is Sunday. We were holding on and it didn't happen. That's from James. Oh, Blakely. so close. Travis writes, looking ahead, I think Iowa can be 7-1 when Ohio State comes to town. Depends on how the team responds after a tough loss. They got Michigan State next week. Once again, Des Moines ranks Number one. Number one! How could that possibly bug Andy? Number one. This past week was one that we will never forget. The Sports Business Journal's 
Named Des Moines the number one minor league sports market in America. And we are really, really excited. Right? Well, yeah, I mean, sure. We're never going to be a major league city. So we might as well be the best at what we can be, which is a minor league city with a bunch of teams who love us for who we are. The problem is being named best minor league city just has that certain ring to it, right? I mean, it'd be like if uh, People Magazine would announce it's uh, sexiest man alive under five foot six. It's a bit of a conditional award that says you're number one in a world of number twos. But hey, all right, I mean, we can't worry about things that we can't control. And we are fortunate to have the Cubs and the Wild and the Wolves and the Barnstormers. And we can say that when we are given chances, like the Solheim Cup and the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, we make the most of those chances. The problem is, when you get officially recognized for something, that something is spelled out in front of you. And when you read this, it does ring just a little flat, right? I mean, it would be like if uh, you get the Blank Park Zoo, right? I mean, named best zoo in America to see a wild squirrel. Or City View Magazine names Gusto Pizza best table salt. Yeah, thanks, but um, it, never mind. It's fine. It's nice to be recognized. We are humble Iowans. We'll call a 40-story building a skyscraper. We'll call our airport international because it gets shipments of walnuts from Canada. And we'll call ourselves the best minor league sports city in America with a wink and a smile. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. That's good for the sports business. Uh, the Cyclones prepare for a primetime Thursday night game. Texas comes to town, and we'll honor that great state next in Who's in Your Five. Can I issue upset the Longhorns? 515-282-9010. We'll hear from Jackson and Megan, among others. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation, Rachel writes, heartbreaking. Going down is one of the worst losses since the Big Ten Championship loss to MSU a couple of years ago. It's gut check time, and I think we will respond. James writes, that final drive is what champions are made of. Lots of great teams lost tonight. Don't taint the effort by going negative. Great try by the Hawkeyes. No shame in defeat. Who's in your five in honor of ISU hosting Texas? Five great foods invented in Texas. Number five, Fritos. I like Fritos. I, I like them better as like a walking taco. I know it's not a candy. Yeah. Number four, corn dogs invented in Texas. Uh -huh. Big uh -huh. hit at the Iowa State Fair. Number three, Snickers. Oh, I like this. That's candy. I like this. Invented in Texas. Number two, nachos. Oh. Who this doesn't is, like nachos? This is a staple in college football days. And number one, invented in Texas, chili. Oh, good chili on yeah, a cold night, chili. man. chili. That's good stuff there. Jackson is in Ames. Uh, Jackson, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Um, so my question is about this Iowa State and Texas game that's coming up. Do you think that there's any chance athletically Iowa State 
can hang with Texas. Even if Shane Bouchel is still injured and still out, do you see Iowa State hanging with him at all? Absolutely. Me too. I absolutely think Iowa State can win this game. Yeah. I, I think Iowa State may be better than we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm basing some of that on what Iowa did with Penn State. Uh John, Iowa State has played Texas tough a couple of times. Shut them out the last time they were in Ames. I know Tom Herman's there now, but this Cyclone offense can score on anybody. Can yeah, the I, defense stop Texas? I think two weeks ago, people would have been more uh, convinced to pick Iowa State to win, but they saw what Texas did against USC, where it was that close game. USC is you know a top-10 team, right. and Texas hung. So now everybody's kind of thinking, well, maybe, it's, maybe Iowa State can't win. But I'll tell you what, Iowa State is going to hang with Texas on Thursday. They are going to be in it in the fourth quarter with a chance to knock off the Longhorns. And, and if they want to go bowling, I think this is one Iowa State needs to get. They got, got to win this one at home. Megan is in Ankeny. Megan, the Hawkeye football game, what do you take away from it? I take away from that that Josie Jewell is amazing. He carried us when we needed him um, to keep us that close. He is just, I mean, he he is the rallier of the team, and um, I love him. I love the chemistry, and I'm so excited to see how the rest of the season goes. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, he, uh, Josie Jewell's the heart and soul. He should be the National Defense Player of the Week, shouldn't he, John? Uh, him or Anthony Nelson, two sacks. I mean, he, you could pick <laughs> either one. But I mean, the crazy thing about Jewell, he was going to go to a D3 school in northeast Iowa until Iowa came in late and thought, let's give this guy a shot. Let's bring this guy in for a scholarship. Now he's one of the best defense players in the country. Penn State coach James Franklin talked a lot about Iowa's pink locker room without even being asked about it. Coach Franklin Part of Over Under next, plus final live calls at 515-282-9010. Email the show, sound off at whotv.com. Lots of national anthem protests today. Josh writes, we have the right to peacefully protest against the government. If someone wishes to protest the government, they may do so without being interfered or without ridicule. We must attack the issues at hand, not how people react. If we attack our own people and how they react, then that takes away their freedom. Uh, Josh in Ankeny. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Keith, earlier this week at a rally in Alabama, President Trump called NFL players that kneel and protest SOBs who should be fired. That in turn caused far more players to kneel and even those standing to lock arms in protest, in essence, dividing the nation even more. And over our most popular sport. Yeah, and on a local level, Iowa State wide receiver Alan Lazard tweeted his opinion, quote, never have I ever been ashamed to be American. It's disgusting to have the leader of the free world like this, hashtag take a knee. This is the topic dominating sports right now. And I think people are sick and tired of this topic, John, but it's not going away. I respect Alan Lazard for speaking his Mm -hmm. mind, even if I don't agree with everything he said. This great country and our First Amendment allows Lazard to publicly criticize his president. We should never take that for granted. Mm -hmm. I would never kneel during the national anthem, but I realize my American experience may not be Lazard's or that of the players protesting for equality. And they are not protesting the military. No, they're not. Nebraska needs a new athletic director. In a speculative column written this week, Jamie Pollard was mentioned as a possible candidate with a glowing report. I don't see him leaving Iowa State, but nothing nowadays surprises me. With what Pollard has done at Iowa State, he deserves the attention. I think, though, there's a better chance Cooter Ray is Nebraska's (laughs) next AD. 
Barstool Sports was in Iowa City for the weekend, and one of the foods Dave Portnoy tried was Casey's Breakfast Pizza. He, yeah. was, he wasn't a fan. Said it was too bacony. One, Casey's Breakfast Pizza is great. It is. Two, should this be an arrestable offense? Dave Portnoy said too bacony? Is that even possible? No. I'm not sure I can trust anything Dave Portnoy says if he didn't like Casey's Breakfast Pizza. Did he try the sausage? I don't know. I wasn't with him. Dave, you blew it. Big time. Over under, overrated James Franklin, Penn State coach 6-10 and 10 in his first two Big Ten seasons. Iced a kicker up 56 to zip and then didn't own it. Talks lovingly of pink locker rooms, but the players do love him. Underrated, Ben Franklin, founding father, leading author, printer, political theorist, politician, Freemason, postmaster, can I go on? Scientist, I, inventor, civic activist, statesman, we, and diplomat. We, we get the idea. He did yes. a lot. Goodness, man. yeah, he's a busy man, Ben Frank. Oh, there we go. All right, guys, one minute drill. This is what the play is going to be. Twins right X double cobra. Twins right X double cobra on one. One minute. Ready, break. That's right. what that means. Ready, break. Let's go to Riley in Des Moines. Riley, we have uh, 60 seconds left in the show. Go ahead for one thought, please, sir. Riley, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Riley, you're on four. That was my mistake. Oh. And now I hung up on you, Riley. Oh, Completely sorry, my mistake. Chris is in Pella. Chris, um, go ahead, sir. Chris and hey, Pella. Go Dutch. Go Dutch. Came from what, 17 down yesterday? Yes, sir. 52-17. Nicely done. Knocked off Nebraska Wesleyan. Tyler is in West Des Moines. Tyler, welcome to Sound Off. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Just wanted to uh, point out the, the Packers' action there and just get your thoughts on Rodgers or Jordy. I mean, it's just like leading your sheep to the glory land. I mean, what, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Pretty perfect, huh? Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. They needed this win over a bad Bengals team, and I'm not surprised Rodgers led him in overtime. It's a big win for the Packers, and he and Jordy Nelson are two of the best in the game. Cheezer only gets three seconds. Say hi, Cheezer. Guys, how you doing? Hey, Cheezer. Sorry you didn't have good. longer. That'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. Complete catharsis.